Celebrate Halloween with dressed up donuts from Dunkin', like the spooky sweet Halloween spider donut. Trick or treat! Aren't you a little bit old to be trick or treating? Uh, no. This is, uh, it's just a really good uh, costume. Anyway, I hear you're giving out Dunkin' Spider Donuts? Didn't I just see you with your kid? No, that was just, uh, my friend. Psst, Dad, is it working? Run to Dunkin' all month long for the Halloween Spider Donut and get 10 Munchkin's Donut Hole Treats for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Limited time offer. Participation may vary. You can now listen to Restoration Place on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or by downloading the Spreaker app to your phone or tablet. This week at Restoration Place. We take all of the knowledge that we have and we try to make this breakthrough happen in our own strength. Then we wonder why we haven't received it yet. When in reality, if we need or desire or breakthrough in our lives, we first have to go to God. When you're feeling lost or when you're feeling down, when you're feeling confused, like you just don't know which way to go or where to turn to, when you're feeling like you're being swallowed up by everything around you, we have to stop existing in the realm of our own limitations and reach out to the all-wise God. Praise God for whom all blessings flow. Welcome to this place of restoration. Welcome First Lady Darlene Bazemore with this week's message. Amen, amen. We're going to have a word of prayer. Amen, and then you can be seated. Heavenly Father, in the precious name of Jesus, Lord God, we just want to thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Father God, for your goodness and for your grace and for your mercy. We thank you, Lord, for the service thus far. We thank you, Father God, most of all, for your sweet Holy Spirit being in this place on today. We praise and we magnify you. We lift you up. We give you the glory and the honor. I pray, Father God, that I would decrease, Lord, so that you can take over, O God, and fill me up all the more with your anointing from on high. I pray, Father God, that the words that come out of my mouth are your words, Lord God. Mold these lips of clay. Oh God, give me clarity of thought, clarity of speech, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray right now and I rebuke every spirit not like you in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh God, but we've come to lift up your name and to glorify and to magnify you, Lord God. I pray, Father God, that your people are fed on this morning and we pray, Father, that you would have your way, have be in complete control of the service and of everything that we're going to do on today and say on today. In Jesus' name we pray and we thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 You may be seated. Amen. I just thank God for the opportunity to be able to uh, come before his people on this morning. I do count it an honor and a privilege. Amen. I thank God for our pastor, the man of God, because he is an awesome pastor. Amen. 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 Come on, y'all. He is an awesome pastor. Amen. Amen. An awesome man of God. And we just thank God for him on today. And I just magnify the mighty and holy name of Jesus. We're going to be talking uh, this morning. Yesterday we watched a movie entitled Breakthrough. And we're going to be talking about breakthrough on this morning. 
Amen. Um, just yesterday was just the start of the whole thing, and we're going to be going a little bit deeper into breakthrough. Amen. So um, there are many times uh, when we're looking for a breakthrough. I don't know about you, but I have been looking for a breakthrough in different areas of my life. Amen. And looking for God to move, whether it's financially or physically or, you know, just in a situation or a circumstance that, you know, may be making me feel perplexed or overwhelmed. And I'm looking to God for a breakthrough, a spiritual breakthrough, a refreshing in my spirit, a renewing in my spirit, a double portion of his anointing. And as we look for these breakthroughs, sometimes what we do is we look to them or we look for them within our own strength. You know, we may ask ourselves the questions of how can I make it happen? You know, how can I get a breakthrough financially? How can I get a breakthrough physically? What is it that I have to do? You know, maybe I can do this or maybe I can do that. And we ask these questions to ourselves, but as we are certain that we have to create our own breakthrough, the Word of God speaks to not us creating our breakthrough, but to cast all of our cares upon Him. Yes, yes. In 1 Peter 5 and 7 it says, Casting all your care upon Him, for He careth for you. So we don't have to make our own breakthrough and feel like we're the ones that are in control. But what we have to do is surrender to Him. And when we surrender our all to Him, when we cast all of our cares upon him, the things that are weighting us down and the things that are keeping us bound, when we cast those cares yes, yes. upon him, he cares for us. We take all of the knowledge that we have and we try to make this breakthrough happen in our own strength. Then we wonder why we haven't received it yet. When in reality, if we need or desire or breakthrough in our lives, we first have to go to God. There are limitations on what we know to do and how we know to do them. And when we don't know how to do something, then we go to my good friend Google. You know, I, go, I will Google something in a second. But even Google has its own limitations yes, it to the things to give you an answer. It's amazing how people will go to Google, and when you start to Google, even before you can finish your sentence, it's already picking up what you wanted. But what we have to remember is, is that God knows all things. So even though you know, Google can pick up a sentence. God knew what you were going to go through before you even started going through it. Amen. Google doesn't have anything on God. God has the answer for every situation that you may be going through or facing on today. So rather than working in the realm of limitations, God is there waiting for us to come to him, waiting for us to surrender all to him and to seek him with our whole heart. He is there waiting to bless us. He's there waiting to bring us through. Yes. He's there waiting for us, but we must first go to him. When you're feeling lost or when you're feeling down, when you're feeling confused, like you just don't know which way to go or where to turn to, when you're feeling like you're being swallowed up by everything around you, we have to stop existing in the realm of our own limitations and reach out to the all-wise God. 
In order to receive your breakthrough, you must be yielded to him and to his direction. When you yield to something, you give up and you cease resistance. Yes, yes. So just like when you're driving and you see a yield sign, when you're coming to that yield sign, what you do at that point is you're giving up your right of way in the traffic. And the people that are on your, probably on your left side, they then have the right of way. So just as you yielded to the traffic, you have to yield to God and let him be in total control. Yes, yes. When you yield to the Lord, you give up of yourself. It's no more I, but it's God, whatever you want me to do. I am going to submit myself to you. I am going to stop resisting. I am going to cease, and I am going to surrender my all. The Lord, he wants us to seek him. He wants us to not just seek him in the little things, but to seek him in all things to receive our breakthrough. He wants us to come to him and to seek him as our provider for all things, not just the little things that we may ask for, but for everything, but for the big things that you know that if only God is the only one that could bring you through it. I remember listening to Jesse Duplantis and he was saying that when he went to heaven and you've heard me tell this story before that when he went into heaven and he went into one of the doorways and in this particular room there were a little boxes over in one corner and maybe other boxes in another corner and he's like well God what is this and he says that this is all that you've asked me for so we have to be willing to trust him not just in the, the headache and not just in the hurt finger or in the in the in the uh the paper cut but we have to be willing to trust him when we're looking for miraculous things to happen when we're looking for healing to happen for people that are maybe in stage four cancer or people that can't walk or people that don't have limbs the signs and the seals and the wonders this is what we should be looking for and asking of god because he is not a God of the impossible but he is a God of the possible he can bring those things to pass where doctors have given up on you and he can make it come into fruition so that you can bear your testimony to others that need to be encouraged, encouraged by your testimony and by the faith walk and journey that you have had with God so we can't just trust him for the little but we have to trust him for the much. Glory to God. The Lord wants us to seek him in all things to receive this breakthrough. He wants us to come to him when we know him, when we're in relationship with him. And I mean really, really know him, yes. that he is our all-sufficient God. And when we trust in him in the manner that he has spoken of, when he goes to the word of God in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, where it says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not to thine own understanding. In all of thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. When you trust him like that with everything, breakthrough can then be yours. If you really want a breakthrough to happen in your life, 
You have to put away foolish pride. Yes, yes. You have to draw closer to yes, God. Yes. In James 4, 7 and 8 it states, But submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to him. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. The devil is consistently trying to break us. And he's consistently trying to win us over for an evil cause. But because we have the Holy Spirit dwelling on the inside of us. Yes. Glory to God. Through relationship with Christ. We have power. Almighty. We have power so that we can resist the enemy. And he will flee from us. You want to see a breakthrough happen in your life? If that is what you really desire of the Lord, then start resisting the devil. Resist the temptation of submitting your mindset to doubt and fear. Resist negativity from coming out of your mouth and coming into your thought life. Resist holding back and being bound by the enslaving thoughts of your mind. When the effects in which will affect your heart and everything else within you. But rather draw nigh to God. Cleanse your hands and purify your hearts. The scripture tells us how to draw nigh to God. It says that we have to submit ourselves to him. Asking for forgiveness. When you submit yourself to him, you're asking for forgiveness and you're being willing to follow him and his direction. Not the path that you have ordained for your life, but the path that he has ordained for your life. Not pursuing your own will, but pursuing the will of God. Yes, yes, yes. You have to resist the devil. You have to cleanse your hands and purify your hearts, asking God for forgiveness of your sins and to create in us a pure and clean heart before him, allowing him to replace the sin with a humbleness that only comes from submission before him and that only he can lift you up. As you draw closer to God, the scripture says that he will draw closer to you. As you draw closer, you become more open. You become more vulnerable. You become more trusting. It's like when you're in relationship with your own parent or when your own father. Because of the relationship that you have established with your parents, you're trusting of them. You're vulnerable before them. You're humble and submitted before them. As in our relationship with our Heavenly Father. The closer that we draw to him, the more comfortable we become in talking and coming into him or coming to him with our brokenness. A lot of times we don't want to come before him in our brokenness. We want to come to him when we feel like everything is just going fine or when maybe we may feel that we need him. But in the real times of vulnerability, that's when we should be coming to the Lord. That that's when we have to trust him. That's when we can come before him and lay ourselves out before him in a spirit of humbleness, in a spirit of submission before him so that that breakthrough can come forth. 
A lot of times your breakthrough comes when you're broken. When you are totally broken before the Lord and totally submitted to the Lord, that is when your breakthrough can come. In Hebrews 4 and 16 it states, let us therefore become let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace yes. that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. When you are in relationship, you can come boldly without hesitation, glory to God, to someone to ask for something. When I'm in relationship with my husband, I can come boldly to him asking what I desire for him to do. When you're in relationship with the father, when you're in relationship with his son, when you have the sweet Holy Spirit dwelling deep down on the inside of you, you can come boldly before the throne of grace hallelujah glory to God and and you will obtain mercy and find grace in your time of need glory to God we don't have to hesitate with our heavenly father the scripture says that all we have to do is ask and he shall do it so we have to come to him asking and believing and trusting him that he is going to move on our behalf If it is a breakthrough that you desire, we can come to him and we can come to him asking anything. The the word breakthrough by definition, it states that breakthrough in Webster's, I always say in Webster's definition, like that's the only definition, but breakthrough is an offensive military assault that penetrates and carries beyond the defensive lines. Another definition is it's an act or instance of moving through or beyond any obstacle. In back in the very beginning when breakthrough was used, it was used as that military term to signify an offensive thrust past the defensive line of warfare. But we have to remember that in Ephesians 6 and 12, it tells us, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places, in order to thrust past or thrust through that defensive line of warfare and break through the circumstance that the enemy is facing you with, we have to be armed. In the military, when you go to the enemy line, you are armed and dressed appropriately. You are properly trained to do what it is that you have to do on that enemy line. You don't go to the enemy line in jeans and sneakers, but you go there in the right attire. You have to be there mentally and physically prepared to fight. In order to receive your breakthrough, you have to be ready to fight. You have to be ready to push through and push past the pain of how you may feel. You have to push your way to the feet of Jesus. Push your way and draw closer to God, knowing that he is the one that is able to carry you through. We have to come armed and ready for battle. As you read in verse 
13 of Ephesians, uh, the sixth chapter, it states, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. When you got up this morning, did you put on your armor? When you got up this morning, did you put on or have your loins girt about you with truth? Did you put on your blessed breastplate of righteousness? Did you put on or your feet or have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel yes, of peace? Yes, yes. Do you have your shield of faith? Did you put on your helmet of salvation? And do you carry with you the sword of the spirit? You want a breakthrough? then you have to submit to God. You have to draw closer to him. You have to put your armor on every single day. And then you have to speak to your situation. With the word of God in your belly, you may be limited to what you may have that you have put on the inside of you, but that that you have on the inside of you, you got to bring it out of your belly and you have to speak to your situation. You have to muster up the word of God that is within you yes. and with the power that is given to you by the sweet Holy Ghost, speak life to what you want to happen. Yes. You want to see circumstances change? Then you must change. You have to change your thoughts. You have to change your behaviors. You have to change your patterns. You have to stop disbelieving and start believing. You have to be totally surrendered to God. I remember when we were watching the movie Breakthrough and her son had died before, before she got to the hospital. And when she went into the, um, into the room where he was in the emergency room and they were trying to respirate him and bring him, uh, uh, um, resuscitate him and bring him back to life. And she was just standing there and then they kind of gave up, kind of turned the light off and they were like, we'll give you some time with him. And she's looking around like, what are you talking about? What do you, what do you mean? You know, what is going on? Yeah. And out of her despair and out of her, her love and her anguish, she started to cry out. And she asked God, what, what is going on? What is happening? And then she called upon the Holy Spirit. She used the power and the authority that was on the inside yes, of her. Yes. And out of her belly, she cried out, Holy Spirit, yes. bring, breathe life into my son Holy now. And then hit the heartbeat started. The prayers of the righteous avail as much. Don't take your prayers lightly. When you pray, pray with a fervency. Pray with passion. Knowing that God is going to change your circumstance. Knowing that God is going to bring you through. Knowing that your breakthrough is right there, but you just have to touch. You have to trust him. You have to trust God with all that you have. I remember when we were watching War Room. And she was uh, the, the star of the movie. She was upstairs and she was in her closet, which was her war room. And she started quoting that scripture. You know, submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. 
So she took dominion over her situation and she took dominion over her household. And she started walking through her household and started declaring and decreeing what she wanted God to do and what the enemy was not going to do. And she went outside, she opened up the door almost as if she was letting everything evil and every spirit that wasn't of God out of that house. And then she goes back into the house and then she comes back out. She says, and another thing. She wasn't done declaring and decreeing what she wanted God to do. And this is what we have to do over our situations. If you want a breakthrough, then you have to speak to your circumstance. If you want a breakthrough, then you have to submit yourself to God. You have to go before him, broken as you may be. Let him put the pieces back together. Let him mend your heart. Let him do the work in you. But we have to go to him as we are. In 1 Chronicles 14, King David was preparing himself to face battle again with the Philistine army. And it wasn't the first time. The first time was when he went in, in, um, in battle against Goliath. But here he's faced with another time where the Philistines waged their attack in the Valley of Rephaim, which means the Valley of Giants or the Valley of Trouble. I don't know about you, but have you ever felt that you've been in the valley of trouble? Where you've been in the valley of giants, where every situation you've gone to, gone through, it just seems unsurmountable that God could bring you out. When you're looking at it and when you're seeing it in the natural realm and you're saying to yourself, God, I don't know how you're going to do this. I don't know what it is that you want me to learn. I don't know what it is that you want me to do. But God, this just seems overwhelming. It just seems like in a, in a valley, you're in the, a valley, an actual part of the land where it's lower than anything else and you don't see your way out. This valley of trouble that has succumbed the people and the saints of God, this valley of trouble that the enemy wants you to continue to go through day in and day out and feel like there's no hope. But the power that is given to us by the spirit of the Holy Ghost, all we have to do is call upon him. All we have to do is surrender to him and watch that power move. God has destined us to be here for this particular place and time. We have to trust him in season and out of season. We have to trust him with our whole might. We have to trust him with everything. It can't just be in our own individual situations, but we have to trust him in our ministry. We have to trust him in restoration, knowing that he is going to bring us out, knowing that we're not going to be consumed by the valley of trouble, knowing that he is there for us and he is there to consume us and to bring us out by his authority and by his power we don't have to be consumed but we are going to be victors in him we are mighty in the power of God and we have to remember to speak that over our lives and to say that about ourselves each and every single day glory to God I'm going to read verse A couple of verses from that chapter, 1 Chronicles 14, starting at the 8th verse. And it says, And when the Philistines heard that David was anointed king over all Israel, all the Philistines went up to seek David. Isn't it something how when your enemy 
here's something good about you. Uh-huh. Now they're coming after yes, you. Yes. Now they're going to try and, you know, take your testimony away. And David heard of it and went out against them. Verse 10, and David inquired of God, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines, and wilt thou deliver them into mine hand? He went to God inquiring and asking. He went to God before he tried to do anything on his own. And then it says, And the Lord said unto him, Go up, for I will deliver them into thine hand. So they came up to Baal Perazim. I hope I pronounced that correctly. And David smote them there. Then David said, God hath broken in upon mine enemies, mine hand like the breaking forth of waters. Therefore, they called the name of that place Baal Perazim. And then going down to the 14th verse, it says, Therefore David inquired again of God, and God said unto him, Go not up after them, turn away from them, and come upon them over against the mulberry trees. It's important to listen to the direction of God. Because how God is directing you one time may not be the same answer the second time. So it's important to listen to the direction of God. And then going down to the 16th verse, it says, David therefore did as God commanded. Some of our problems and some of the reasons we're not receiving our breakthroughs is because we're not doing as God has commanded. He's given the instruction. He's given the command. But we're not listening. We may be hearing it, but we're not listening to what he is actually saying for us to do. But David therefore did as God commanded him. And they smote the host of the Philistines from Gibeon even to Gezer. Glory to God. The Philistines abandoned their gods and they fled, but they returned again to raid the valley once more. With the, rem- with the memory of his first victory, David still had it fresh in mind, but yet he prayed again. And he listened to the Lord's strategy. Like David, we must actively seek God's instructions. In receiving your breakthrough, Let like David, we should go to God inquiring what it is that he would have for us to do. Let David serve as your example to seek God for direction in all things. To come to him when we are in distress and when we don't know what to do. When the enemy has us feeling hopeless and like we're just existing from day to day. And I don't know if you have ever felt like you're just existing, but I have felt like I'm just existing day to day. And And I know that it's the Holy Spirit calling to me. I know it's him pulling and tugging at me so that I can come to him and spend more time with him. You know, you get up, you go to work and you, you know, you come back home and you do the things that you're going to do at home it's all a routine and then you go to bed and then you get back up again and it's the next same thing the next morning it's a routine it's an existence but there's more to our lives as ambassadors for christ than just existing god wants to use us as vessels to be able to be used by him so that we can give our testimony and be able to help an 
encourage others. We are not here for ourselves. We are not here just to exist, but we are here to live that more abundantly life that God has promised through his word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Glory to your name. We have to cry out to him for his direction. We have to cry out to him for his help. We have to cry out to him for strength and for comfort. We, you know, we get to a place where, you know, where we go before God and it's just, you know, the regular things. Okay, God, you know, I know you can do it. It's the regular routine and, you know, you're just going through the motions. Okay, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here before you. This is just a checklist on my, on my list for the morning. I said I would come before you for a half an hour, so I'm here, I'm here. But when you are going through unsurmountable types of circumstances, when the enemy is trying to be you down every time you take one step when you have the enemy facing you and you are going through circumstances that you have never seen before then you have to do things that you have never done before you have got to get uncomfortable and as a ministry we have to get uncomfortable we have to pray like we've never prayed before we have to fast like we've never fasted before we have to seek him like we've never seeked him before we have to become uncomfortable in these days and times people need us they need the sons of god we they need for us to come forth and to be manifested and to be able to do god's will but we can't do it just going through our day and going through it like we normally would we can't go we can't be that vessel that he wants to use if we're not totally submitted and surrendered to him so sometimes yes you're gonna have to cry out sometimes it's not gonna be oh god i know you can do it for psalm 46 and 1 says that you are the god that is my refuge and strength it's gonna be when you're facing that circumstance that is blocking your way it's gonna be god you said that you're my refuge you're my very present help in trouble god you said it and you cry before him and you lay before him it's gonna take that and then some to get through your circumstances and to receive your breakthrough we can't just be playing pity pat before the lord but we have to be totally surrendered we have to eat rug at times we have to make a sacrifice and that is the problem with the body of christ we don't want to sacrifice anything we don't want to sacrifice our time we don't want to sacrifice ourselves we don't want to sacrifice our beings but in order to get to where god wants you to be in order to receive that breakthrough that you need it's going to take sacrifice yes hallelujah thank you lord god hallelujah hallelujah thank you jesus We must listen to what the Lord is saying to us. Take time in our position of humbleness, of heart. Take time in your position of being bowed down and totally surrendered to him. Take time with him. Don't just pray and just get up. Listen to what the voice of the Lord is saying to you for that day. What he is saying to you in that moment of your haste to get up and to hurry up and to get started with your day may save your life. Oh, Jesus. 
or the life of someone else. Take time with him. Be totally surrendered. And then do what he has commanded. Do what he is telling you to do. As you seek the Lord for a breakthrough in your brokenness. Mm. In your valley of Rephaim. The valley of trouble. Can become your refreshing place. When you're broken and you seek God and he gives you that breakthrough. It's a refreshing. It's an, a re-anointing. It's a rejuvenation. Breaking through that defensive wall of the enemy. Yes. Because you're free. Mm. You're free in him. Glory to God. You're free in him. Nothing blocking your way. Because you have pushed past your pain. You have pushed past your circumstances. And you're free in him. Glory to God. Be prepared to fight. Be dressed to fight. Put on your whole armor of God each and every single day. Standing on God's word. Totally surrendered to him and trusting him. Because your breakthrough will then be yours. God bless. We're standing to our feet. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Introducing Minister Thomas Gilbert with the final word. Good evening, everyone. Today, I want to talk to you uh, about what's yours is yours, no matter what. What God has for you is destined for you. Um, no matter what people try to do to stop it from being yours, uh, it will be yours. And you have to believe that. You have to believe that uh, whatever God has told you will come to pass, that it shall come to pass, no matter who tries to make it stop uh, or to keep it from coming to pass, that it will come to pass. So in 1 Samuel chapter 16, starting at the 10th verse, it says, Thus Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen these. And Samuel said to Jesse, Are all the young men here? Then he said, There remains yet the youngest, and there he is keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, Send and bring him, for we will not sit down till he comes here. In this story, you have Jesse who uh, had seven sons. It, it says elsewhere in the Bible, um, in First Chronicles or First uh, Chronicles in chapter two, it says that um, that David was the seventh son. But here it says in First Samuel, it says that um, that Jesse made seven sons pass before Samuel. There's no Hebrew word for grandson, so we can draw a conclusion maybe that Jesse adopted a son or he had one of his grandsons, one of David's older sister's uh, children, pass before Samuel. So he tried to manipulate and pass somebody off as one of his sons when David was the last. David was the seventh son. And so um, the person who was uh, rejected actually becomes the person of honor because now they can't even sit down to eat until David arrives. You see, people try to exclude you. They will try to leave you out. But when God has something for you, he has something destined for you. When you are created for a purpose, God will make sure that nobody else can get what's yours. That anointing is yours for a reason. God has chosen you. The people may want to choose someone else. You have to understand that Saul being chosen as king 
king. He was the people's choice. He was tall. He was uh, good looking, a man of stature, one who was good in the community. But David was God's choice. He was someone who was always an outcast, left out. It says in Psalm 69 that his families talked about him. Different Psalms will read, I believe it's uh, like Psalm 50, where it talks about, um, you know, his, his brothers. He was rejected. He was conceived in sin and all of these different things. And yet God chose him. He was a man after God's own heart. He was seeking the heart of God. He was trying to to have a relationship and always fellowship with God. This is why when David actually becomes king and he brings the Ark of the Covenant into the city of Jerusalem, uh, he does not bring the tabernacle with it. Because David was about praising his way into the presence of God. And if you look at the parallels between David and Christ, you'll see that during David's time frame, uh, Gentiles came to worship at the ark, uh, that there was a key of David that uh, he, you could be granted access into the king. Um, the, the Bible talks about how uh, in Revelation, how Christ will give uh, those who, who keep his name, the church of Philadelphia, those who keep his name and hold fast to his name, that he will give them the key of David. The key of David is, is someone who gives you access into the presence of the king. And so these are things that, um, that David brought to the table because it was his purpose. Because God had something destined for him that would bless the nation. And God has something planned for you, be it, uh, be it a house, be it financial, uh, uh, freedom, be it, be it a child, be it, be it freedom of disease, a testimony that you can give that God did this for me. And if he is not a respecter of person, then guess what? He can do it for you. But I want you to be encouraged because the devil will try to discourage you and, and tell you that someone else is going to get what's yours and, and someone else, uh, them receiving something means that you failed and someone else's success means that you didn't try hard enough. And the reality is what's yours is yours. And when God has promised you something, no matter how long it takes, no matter what time frame he's waiting for, you will receive it because it's yours. He promised it to you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Restoration Place on the King James Radio Network. We hope that you have been encouraged and until next time, little prayer, little power. Lot of prayer, lot of power. No prayer, no power. Have a blessed week. Celebrate Halloween with dressed up donuts from Dunkin', like the spooky sweet Halloween spider donut. Trick or treat. Aren't you a little bit old to be trick or treating? Uh, no. This is, uh, it's just a really good uh, costume. Anyway, I hear you're giving out Dunkin' Spider Donuts? Didn't I just see you with your kid? No, that was just, uh, my friend. Psst, Dad, is it working? Run to Dunkin' all month long for the Halloween Spider Donut and get 10 Munchkins Donut Hole Treats for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Limited time offer, participation may vary. Celebrate Halloween with dressed up donuts from Dunkin', like the spooky sweet Halloween spider donut. Trick or treat! Aren't you a little bit old to be trick or treating? Uh, no. This is, uh, it's just a really good, uh, costume. Anyway, I hear you're giving out Dunkin' Spider Donuts? Didn't I just see you with your kid? No, that was just, uh, my friend. Psst. Dad, is it working? Run to Dunkin' all month long for the Halloween Spider Donut and get 10 Munchkins Donut Hole Treats for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Limited time offer. Participation may vary.